This is an audio story for the digital edition of Landscape magazine. I'm Kendall O'Connor and in this episode I chat to both the grandson and great-grandson of William Edward Blackall, a renowned doctor and botanist who left behind a wonderful botanical legacy through his watercolour paintings and collections of Western Australian wildflowers. This interview is taking place at the site of the WA Herbarium in Kensington, Perth, which is home to Dr. Blackall's significant wildflower collections. These were donated to the herbarium by his wife in 1942. Bruce Blackall is the grandson of Dr. Blackall, and he teamed up with his son Peter to find out more about the botanist he'd never had the chance to meet, and in doing so, located his precious wildflower paintings and collections here at the WA Herbarium. And so began the journey. In, in many respects, it's accidental because when I wanted to know a bit more about him, I just came here. I got hold of John Huseman. I came out here. Uh, a lady, Margaret Lewington, showed me over the, the collection, and I was just that I was very happy. I knew where I now knew where it was, and I just had to walk out the door very happy, and that was it as far as I was concerned. Until she said to me, "I've got two folders, a couple of folders here. Would you like to have a look at them?" Sure. And I opened them up, and there were these painted wildflowers done between 1908 and 1910, and they were just staggering. And they'd never been shown. There's only one reference I've ever found to these. And I said, thought to myself, I really need to do something with this. I can't leave this beauty hidden away in here with no one knowing about it. So, and of course, there were other people who special who painted wildflowers you know, back in the 19th century here in Western Australia. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I really need to get Pete involved because Pete was interested. And if you see those, the paintings, some of the hand paintings that he made of wildflowers between 1908 and 1910, which is part of the exhibition at Heritage Grove Library, you'll see his beautiful hands in being able to paint wildflowers. How fine the drawings are. They really are very, very beautiful. So he was a man of many talents, but I didn't become aware of him until the latter part of my life. What has your search taught you about your great-grandfather, Peter? So pioneer, I think, in, in, in his ability to move his family geographically, but also in, in conservation too. I think there's a sustainability bent to what he was doing in, in documenting all this information. And I think there was also a, you know, a, a link to conservation. He really... It was quite forward-thinking, I think, in his his as a person, uh, and I think that's probably what's led to as we go through this pro- as we've been through this process in the last few years, Dad. Yeah. It's sort of been threads we've picked up here and there have led to, you know, probably a lot of rambling and, and a lot of you know conversations over a, a bottle of wine about who he was, and yeah. and it's probably helped you along the journey too. Yes, Bruce, what did you know about your grandfather before going on this journey? Any information I had came from my grandmother. I, quite honestly, she was a very, very private woman. So I learned that he was a botanist and a very good doctor, but I didn't learn the expansive nature of the man. And there was a, a prize, there's a prize at the University of Western Australia in botany. When my parents died, I then took over going to the presentation. Just me, Peter was still was away. He spent a lot of his time overseas. When he came back, I, uh, 
pace from which things started to go. And then I, I began to realise that I needed a succession plan. <laughs> so I got Pete to come along to some breakfast. Uh, one day I thought to myself, I really don't know this man. So try to find who he was. And look, Dad's, Dad's a man of... Um you know, as a, as growing up in Western Australia, it's um, reasonably conservative household. Dad probably doesn't. There's not a, I wouldn't say an open discussion around history and family history. So, uh, it's been a trying to eke that information out through the process from Dad's memories, but also through documentation, etc. Has been has not been as easy as as perhaps we would have originally thought. Do you know how he travelled to various areas in WA back in the early 1900s? What sort of vehicle did he use? He had a <laughs> he had an old he had a Rover, a new Rover car. Now this is an old car. Now it's 110 years old, that vintage. And he drove into the country. He actually went to Albany, you know, on the roads of those days. So. He, the exploration aspect of my grandfather was was extraordinary because that would have been a massive journey to have been made, and to paint in the country. And the country in those days was Kalamunda. I mean, that was that was that, that was a big journey. Uh, and subsequently, he made some a couple of other very big journeys as well for wildflowers. So he was very much an explorer. As people but he do, but he doesn't add in. There's no in his diaries. There's no it's taxonomic. So there's no, you know, note about the weather or about how he, you know, how he's, you know, the, the, no. the beers perhaps were, were warm that day or, or something along those lines. It's literally, it's, 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 let's say it's very um, academic and taxonomic, which is what needed it needed to be. But so it's hard to, when you ask about anecdotes, you ask about these things about who he was, it's hard to, um, to find anything written. So you have to sort of draw those from photographs or from, perhaps who he was as a person. And it was an old Bowens truck that he took out to up Minganew, crossed to, I think, passed out past Kalgoorlie and down to um, Esperance and did that three times. And if you map him, you know, if you hop onto Google Maps and map his, his, his journeys there, even today, by today's standards, people would be doing them in, in, a, in, a, in a bloody land cruiser and probably doing it together. So that, that sort of is funny and you sort of look at the okay, who was, what's Bowens got to do with it? And, um, but it was one of their old their old rovers. We understand that that's that he went out. Well, we, that's that we, we, that's that's the best we can find as yeah. a man of that nineteen thirties vintage, and it just happened to be Bowen. I mean, could have been anyone for all we know. What has been the motivating factor to learn more about your grandfather, Bruce? For me, it was the discovery of those paintings, because as I mentioned, I if I hadn't seen those, Margaret Lewington hadn't given those to me. I would have stopped. Why? Well, I suppose I've spent my life hearing about Dr. Blackhall's a botanist and a, and a very good doctor, but I had no further knowledge, and I guess I wasn't, I just wasn't driven until suddenly this, the painting, drove me. I knew Pete was interested in, in Dr. Blackhall and finding out more about the family, and this once I started to getting some information, albeit very slowly, it hasn't been a journey. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's you know cap just capturing the history mm. of the person, and I think we've we've getting close to that. I think, um, and I think it's also looking forward as well as to how what his collection that he's put together, and and obviously his his sketches. Um, but what does that mean moving forward? You know, for not just for our family, but also just for um, for general interest out there, because the taxonomic book itself is it's um, it's quite theoretical. You know, and and how do you how do you sort of bring to life the, the wildflowers in WA, I, I think, um, and conservation's important, sustainability, you know, impact from, from mining and agriculture. I, I think there's a lot of um, things that, that may, um, that, that, you know, have, having collected these species and, and then sketched them from 100 years ago, you know, how's that changing over time? And so there'll be, you know, who knows what, what may happen in the future. But I think for now, we've certainly been able to, to document you know, um, a whole lot of information about a person that, that's really important to us and I think to a lot of other people as we've discovered through the process, yeah. And Peter, what has impressed you the most about your great-grandfather's wildflower collections? The method of, of actually bringing these to life by hand is, uh, and the colours are still quite vivid. That's the part that, and I think that's a massive kudos to, to the, the establishment here and being able to, to retain these in, in this beautiful conditions here where the colours of the paintings are incredible, but also the, the, um, the collection, the species collection. You open them up and you see the samples and they're in there and, you know, okay, it sounds a bit, a bit unusual, but it's like Dr. Blackall's sort of, he collected these samples and, and that sort of kind of gave me a quick, you know, level of connection with my history as a, as a, in, in my family history. So yeah, that's that's on a personal level. But and when you look at them, the sort of the, the pressed wildflowers that are stuck into the documents, and then you see the people that have been involved through doing that as well. There's been a lot of you know um, within the herbarium, I think, and the academic side of things that have actually had to take his not his ramblings, but his diary, his uh, his taxonomic work, and put it into order and document it and number it. And, that was Professor Green. Yeah. years of his professional life putting these books together um, so that's been that's been a, a, an enormous benefit to get the family and having it all there at the end of the day it's about good WA history and I think about our also about our biodiversity here really and that's that's what that's what we're adding to in all of this is you know in our state you, you have to you can, can drive for days sometimes and, and it all, you know, to some it can look the same, but actually when you stop and, and really get down on your hands and knees physically and look at what we've, the, some of the wildflowers, they're just phenomenal. And I think that's, you know, Dr. Blackall was able to see that level of detail. I think that, that's important, you know, to really understand what, uh, what, what great things we've got here. Yeah. This audio story was brought to you by Landscope Magazine published by Western Australia's Department of Biodiversity, Conservation and Attractions. For more information and to subscribe to the print edition, visit shop.dbca.wa.gov.au.